Futuramapedia, brought to you by the letter X. Welcome to Futuramapedia. I'm Steve Gower. And I'm Mike Mercerow. Mike Mercerow, uh, welcome back from overseas. Thank you. I was in, uh, we should tell our listeners, I was in Asia on a cycling trip through Vietnam and Cambodia. And it was a wonderful experience. Cambodia. <laughs> Watch out, I'll get Nixon. Cambodia on your asses. Uh, yeah, so uh, good to have you back. And uh, thank you for filling in in my absence. <laughs> filling in, I just I just used our last episode. It works. Our listeners need something fresh. On today's podcast, uh, we've got a feature episode from season two, uh, Xmas story. We're also gonna have some good news, and we have a few topics. We will be talking about Santa Claus. As it's, uh, tis the season to be jolly. So this is our Christmas episode. Not too jolly, though, as uh, we'll delve into. Uh, and also uh, talk a little bit about uh, the gift of the Magi. We'll, we'll find out all about that. Oh, yeah. We sure will. Very soon. And, so. uh, of course, our funniest joke and moment and all that that we usually do every podcast. Mm -hmm. And I would like to remind you that you can... Send us an email with your comments, questions, anything, <laughs> any ideas you have for show topics, whatever you like. Futuramapedia at Outlook.com. We're also on the web at futuramapedia.blogspot.com. And you can go on Twitter and follow us at Futurama Podcast. Cool. And uh, we've got a few followers so far on, uh, on, the, on the Twitter. And uh, we've got... Uh, Got some things to say about that later. Good news, everyone! So there's a couple things. Number one, Wreck-It Ralph is a film. It's a Disney film which was uh, directed by Rich Moore, who has directed a few Futurama episodes. And we'd like to congratulate him uh, as it opened with $49.1 million. Yeah, that's the box really, office. That's a really good opening. And I, and like I mentioned in the last, uh, last episode that it's got really good reviews. Mm -hmm. I still have to see it. It looks neat. I watched the trailer for it, and and basically it's it's a video game. Yeah, and uh, and it really reminds me of the Futurama episode. Oh with, yeah, the, uh, uh, it was one of the anthology tales of interest. Tales of interest. Yeah, I think it's the second one. The yeah, second tales and of uh, one of the questions they asked the uh, the what if machine, isn't it? The what if machine is what if life were like a video game. And they threw together a whole bunch of different characters, and that's what you actually see in this Wreck-It Ralph movie. Yeah, I think we'll have to uh, we'll have to cover that sometime soon. The anthology, the anthologies of interest are uh, they're they're really cool episodes. They're a good they're, showcase of the writers. They're interesting. So, as we mentioned, uh, this is going to be our Christmas podcast, as it is the season, and just in time for Christmas. Actually, it's been out for a while, but uh, you can get the Futurama. Pin up calendar, the 2013 calendar, 
and it's based on the Newtopia episode from season six. Cool. And uh, you see a lot of characters in uh, interesting revealing posing. Yeah, pose, revealing poses. Yeah, that's good. Uh, funny though, it's almost for Futurama. I think that they would uh, release a thirty thirteen calendar. Well, the dates probably don't match up. So you can get the calendar on Amazon. It's about 14 bucks when you include the shipping. Standard calendar price. Mm-hmm. And also in time for Christmas, uh, Futurama Volume 7 is will be out December 11th in the U.S. and December 18th in Canada. Cool. Which leads me to my next piece cool. of news. Uh, one of the uh, special features is a... Uh, what they call a jam session with Christopher Ting from the Big Score. And, of course, Christopher Ting is the music composer for Futurama. And what it features is an in-depth conversation and jam session with Ting in his home studio in Santa Barbara. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and he discusses his creative process behind the music. And he actually features a live remix of the Futurama main theme. And you can actually buy that on itunes uh december 11th wow i think i think yeah we should definitely buy that and have a listen Mm-hmm. and there's something neat that he has going on is that he has developed the grow music project and it's a unique opportunity for five unsigned artists to win a trip to his state-of-the-art studio in santa barbara and have one of their original songs professionally mixed and produced no strings attached cool pun intended <laughs> Just to elaborate on the Grow Music project, what happens is five applicants will win a free three-day session at uh, at his music recording studio, and it's called Star Hill. And he will work with the winners, develop, engineer, and professionally produce each band's original songs. Uh, so the submission deadline is February 1st, 2013. So there's lots of time. Plenty, plenty of time. And uh, so all you all you have to do is get there. And he will feed and launch you for the the few days that you're there. And uh, he's a he's a well known music compu- uh, a music composer. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty cool opportunity. So I wonder though. So they get a song mixed professionally. Do they maybe uh, record some things for Futurama? Maybe, maybe some Futurama fan bands. <laughs> some bands that are fans of Futurama will throw a little mix in there yeah, or no <laughs> well if i guess if uh if if anyone out there is uh putting in a submission we'd uh we'd like to hear it mm-hmm. send it to us uh futuramapda at outlook.com that'd be great and that was good news everyone <laughs> there is no more good news let's just stop talking about xmas happy xmas xmas people xmas cards have arrived Xmas! So our focus episode today is from uh, Season 2. It's Episode 4, Xmas Story, written by David X. Cohen and directed by Peter Avanzino. And as we always do, according to the 30th Century Fox synopsis, Fry and Leela find themselves targeted by a murderous robotic Santa Claus. Bender volunteers at a shelter for homeless robots. Very succinct. I uh, got a brief note of trivia for you about the episode. The idea of the robot Santa Claus was partly inspired by the 1984 slasher film Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, where a young man 
comes to believe that he is Santa Claus and begins murdering people who he deems to be naughty. And I was looking up this movie, and it, there was a lot of controversy around it because they were depicting Santa Claus as a murderer, and you know there were there were everybody was in outrage, and you can't you can't do that. And the neat thing is that uh, according to the commentary on the Xmas story, uh, there was some controversy about this Futurama episode because their time slot was seven o'clock at the time that this episode was supposed to air. And uh, the networks and everybody were saying, oh, this is too dark for 7 o'clock. We've got to push it back later. So it's kind of neat that there was sort of some uh, parallel controversy going on there. Well, you don't want to destroy the dreams of innocent children. (laughs) What? Santa Claus is a robot and he's evil? (laughs) So to summarize the episode, uh, Xmas story, basically uh, Fry finds out about christmas how it has evolved into xmas and they find out that santa claus is actually an evil robot bender volunteers at a shelter for homeless robots basically to get free booze and uh well he says he's volunteering yeah i think he steals the booze but anyway Mm -hmm. and fry is feeling lonely because all his family and friends have are no longer with him so he's feeling lonely uh, without realizing that Leela is lonely herself because she has never had a family. And uh, so to make her feel better, he goes shopping for a gift for her on Christmas Eve. Xmas Eve. Xmas Eve. <laughs> and uh, encounters the evil Santa Claus where Leela has to save him. And that's the episode. Yeah. So we'll be talking about the highlights from that episode yeah and actually highlight number one for me is uh robot santa claus voiced expertly by john goodman yeah he he did a very good job of it and uh did you know that when you see santa claus for the next time uh in another episode it's not his voice nope it is john dimaggio Mm -hmm. yeah the john goodman had some scheduling conflicts it was bowling i think yeah, it was out bowling, just like in the big Lebowski. <laughs> of course, you may recognize John Goodman from the TV Roseanne. show Roseanne. He also played Fred Flintstone. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in Argo recently. He was. I didn't see it. Oh, fun fact. He is in the SpongeBob episode or one of the films. Oh, and of course, SpongeBob. David Herman. Yeah, David Herman. <laughs> Futurama alum. Huh? What's this? A card from my cousin Zoidfarb. <laughs> Instead of claws, he writes claws. Now that's humorous. Today's comedians could learn from this card. So shall we dive into the uh, episode highlights? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. Uh, so number one, uh, the other special guest we have is Conan, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, uh, he had a, a very brief cameo at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually quite timely that we watch Xmas Story at this time because he uh, he brings up the year twenty, the War of Twenty Twelve, where he lost his legs. <laughs> Listen, pal, I may have lost my freakishly long legs in the War of Two Thousand Twelve, but I've still got something you'll never have—a soul. Eh. And freckles. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
And that's no coincidence that they picked 2012, of course, because uh, it's the December 21st end of the year, mm-hmm. uh, end of the world. It's not the end of the year. It would be the end of the year. Ten days short of the end <laughs> end of the year. Yeah, so that was uh, that was kind of a neat uh, neat little reference. Yeah, and he he pokes fun at himself. Yeah, <laughs> with his uh, material being a little bit stale. Uh, a joke I enjoyed was the. Uh, how Fry mentioned global warming, and Lisa said that at least it was uh, canceled by nuclear winter. Lisa? I mean, Leela? Who'd I say? You said Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lisa Simpson has a cameo in the episode, apparently. <laughs> you want me to say that again? Yeah, no, do I don't worry about it. Cut that. We'll work. No, we're, we're going to work it in. No, whatever. Do it. Yeah, you're going to stuff it in. Drees down. <laughs> You want to talk about that? <laughs> that was just on my notes. I enjoyed no, the. No, uh, I, have that on my, I have the trees up, trees down. <laughs> That's all I have on there. A cute, a cute joke was the, uh, in uh, when they go skiing, if a tree gets in your way, you can just tell the trees to, to go down. Trees down. Look out! We're heading straight for those trees. Yeah, yeah. Relax. Trees down. Trees down. <laughs> Cool. Hey, what do you do if you want the trees up? Trees up! <laughs> trees down! Trees down! <laughs> Looking good, people! While they're skiing, though, uh, the thing I noticed is, and I had to rewind for a second, but uh, Bender's eyes are shaded orange like he's wearing ski goggles. I didn't notice that. That's neat. Yeah. It oh, was, yes, I did. It was like the visor part. Yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah, it's like he's wearing ski goggles. So. Yeah. <laughs> And the professor wears bottleneck ski goggles and falls asleep. I, yeah, he's and then he actually really cool animation is when he does that little flip and the, and there's lens flares and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of 3D stuff like that in this episode actually. Hey, and Bender doesn't say the word meatbag. Instead, he says beef ball yeah. <laughs> to fry. Thought that related to one of our former podcasts where we were it's talking true. about the different words Bender says and does not say. Though I'd put that on the list of words he very rarely yeah, uses. Yeah, the least used words. Beef ball. Makes me hungry for <laughs> a spaghetti. <laughs> Did you notice the Charlie Brown uh, a peanuts? Uh, yeah. The peanuts theme? Yeah, there was the... Reference, uh, rather. Yeah, they were skating around. Good sound effects on the skates, by the way. That's one of the things I, I thought. Yeah? Mo- mainly of that scene, but yeah. Where Bender falls into the ice and they all, he'll drown, <laughs> presumably. It's unfortunate. The only thing uh, sadder than than uh, homeless robots are drowning puppies. And there there have, have to be a lot of them. <laughs> I've got to do something to show Leela how sorry I am. So what's the problem? Simply get down in your claws and do the apology dance. <laughs> so it's left, left, right. Yeah, so Hermes, um, not only is he a professional limboer, he likes to bobsled, which is... Olympic class limboer. Yeah, Olympic class. So uh, he also likes to bobsled in the fine tradition of uh, the Jamaican bobsled team. Mm-hmm. Featured in Cool Runnings. That's right. <laughs> But um, that's a great movie, <laughs> Cool Runnings. <laughs> it is. Apparently, it's not on Blu-ray. It's just a crime. I guess we should talk about why why they keep calling it Xmas, um, because Fry at first uh, says like, "What? Don't you mean Christmas?" And they said, "No, that must be one of your arcane pronunciations, like how you say Archaic. ask." 
Arcade. I think it's the same thing. But this, so this is the first instance of can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm, that's right. And I, I I hadn't noticed. Do they actually say? Do they keep that up? I mean, I know I've heard them in future do episodes they? afterwards. Like they in the episode is is that your question? No, no, not in this episode. I know, like in in other episodes after this one, they do say ask you a they question. Yeah. But do they? What I I'm curious about is if we go back and watch older episodes, do they say axe? ask you a question in those episodes in the episodes that aired Previous. before yeah it's a good question to the answer uh think let's let's say it's in the overall overall future emma plan yeah. i i don't think i i really noticed it in, in the episodes that we have seen that came before xmas story but uh it's interesting though ask you a question where where how that evolved yeah slang slang for ask Speaking of axes, though, they actually use a laser axe. Hey, yeah, yeah I noticed that too. Because uh, the, the, the joke that they were making was, you know, oh, we still cut the trees down in the traditional way. And then she goes to swing the axe and then she just like cuts the uh, yeah. the thing down with, with the laser. But what a that la- reminds me A laser me comes of, out of the handle. So what I had in my notes was that, that the laser axe, it kind of seems like the kind of retro high tech device that... You know, that kind of thing we have these days. Like, mm. for instance, you can get a Bluetooth handset that's like the old uh, old style uh, telephones. Yeah, so it's so, so maybe the uh, laser axe is a kind of vintage novelty item. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like meant to look like a classic axe, but it, it you know, is actually high tech. Well, so that fine product will be available 1,000 years from now <laughs> for purchase. Yeah. And as you mentioned some of the the changes in traditions where they they don't have pine trees anymore they yeah, use palm trees instead. i was just going to mention that yeah because pine trees are ex- have been extinct for 800 years mm-hmm. gone the way of the poodle so fun something funny that i enjoyed was uh, apparently fry's dad would make a special eggnog oh yeah made of bourbon and ice cubes <laughs> pretty sure that's just bourbon on the rocks yeah but you know it's the kind of thing where like when you're a kid you know and and probably you can picture Fry's uh, dad saying, like, Daddy's just making his eggnog. Just like he has in the morning. And then he gets mad. This episode brought to you by Joe's Ark Pet Store, formerly Noah's Ark Shoe Store. Lick my frozen metal ass! Okay, so a very important part of the episode comes into play at uh, Planet Express. They find out 
about Santa Claus. Back in 2801, the friendly robot company built a robotic Santa to determine who'd been naughty and who'd been nice and distribute presents accordingly. But something went wrong. Due to a programming error, Santa's standards were set too high, and he invariably judges everyone to be naughty. If he catches you after dark, he'll chop off your head and stuff your neck full of toys from his sack of horrors. So as we mentioned, we were going to talk about Santa Claus, and uh, as most of you know, it originated as St. Nicholas. So I looked up a, a, a little bit about St. Nicholas, and apparently he is the uh, uh, inspiration for... Sinterklaas, they called him, but he was a 4th century Greek Christian bishop. And he was famous, St. Nicholas was famous for his generous gifts to the poor, in particular presenting the three impoverished daughters of a pious Christian with dowries so that they would not have to become prostitutes. Now, see, we were talking about this before, and I, I said I remember hearing this story, and I remember where I heard it. I remember it was... I don't know, at church at some time. And that was the story that they told. And I remember specifically about the dowries. But I don't remember them ever mentioning that they were dowries so that they didn't have to prostitute themselves in order to, to get married. <laughs> I did read that on Wikipedia. And, and, of course, you should always believe what's on Wikipedia. Good old St. Nick. They cite things on Wikipedia. Yeah. And you know where the currently accepted image of santa claus came from yeah uh coca-cola are responsible for santa claus yeah they they created a 1930s advertising campaign and that's where the image of jolly old saint nick came from yeah and they still use that same uh same drawing i think on their on their christmas packaging today don't they uh they do yeah and uh it was a depiction by haddon sunblum blam blim haddon sunburn and you thought that maybe it was... Uh, yeah, I thought it was Norman Rockwell, because it yeah. looks sort of like a Rockwell type of design. It's, it's certainly Normie. Rockwellian. Rockwellian. <laughs> it's a Normie design. Yeah. But he, he did do some some drawings of Santa yeah, as well. Yeah, that's probably why I thought it was uh, Norman Rockwell that did it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a few things about Santa that, that you may find interesting. You mean he's still out? His life's in danger. Why? I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. So Bender finds out on a news story that he can volunteer at a soup kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, liquor kitchen. Liquor kitchen yeah. for down and out robots. Uh, so he goes down. Well, he tells he tells the planet, you know his friends at Planet Express that he's going to go volunteer. But he, in actuality, he dresses up like a bum. And uh, goes to one of my favorite signs from the episode, the Our Motherboard of Mercy <laughs> Liquor Kitchen. <laughs> and he scores some free booze. Yep. And, uh, well, he scores some free booze, but he, he basically takes all of it. And I think this is the first time we see Tinny Tim. I was wondering that myself. Yeah, I think that's the first. Well, it has to be because he's uh, basically he's a parody of Tiny Tim, which is a Christmas... Uh, character so i guess that makes sense you know it's it's an xmas yeah. uh, episode and and you see tiny tim in uh christmas carol christmas carol with scrooge mcduck <laughs> in one of them oh <laughs> uh, yeah so eventually um as you mentioned in the summary fry goes out to buy a present for lisa uh, <laughs> oh my god 
I can't stop saying Lisa. Fry goes out to buy a present for Leela. Basically a pity present. Yeah. Feels bad that she's not feeling so great yeah, down and out. intentions, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently at the stores, there's an Xmas sale. Right. Three, yeah. 3% off. <laughs> I see. I missed that one. Yeah. And uh, so one of the... Uh, the items that the uh, clerk suggests well actually he says there's a suicide booth down there yeah. looking for an Xmas. uh but uh, the one i enjoyed was the surface to santa rocket launcher <laughs> with three jolly seeking missiles i need to get her a gift and i need it before sundown well you can't go wrong with something traditional a surface to santa rocket launcher it comes with three jolly seeking missiles <laughs> that's funny Careful, sir. So another joke I uh, enjoyed, uh, again, on Fry's quest for a, pr- a gift for Leela. Leela. Uh, so he goes to Joe's Ark Pet Store, which was formerly Noah's Ark Shoe Store. Yeah. <laughs> so then there was uh, a really nice rack focus shot where they're showing the store, you know, and the sign on the window, and then the rack focus, and you see... Fry talking to the clerk. See, I have no idea what a rack focus means. You don't know that? No. I'm not on I'm on the radio side, not on TV. That's true. Well, a rack focus is when in the foreground somebody is in focus and in the background let's say there's another person, but they're out of focus. So if the guy in the front is talking and then you rack your focus and you see the guy in the back in ah. focus. So at the pet store there's some neat animals and I have a, a fun fact for you. And maybe uh, maybe you know this because you listen to the commentary. Uh, one of the animals in the pet store uh, is the one-eared rabbit. Oh, yeah. Bongo. And it's called Bongo. From Life in Hell. Life in Hell, which is a comic by Matt Groening. And as you may know, Futurama has a comic. They're yep. into their 60-whatever uh, well, comic. Yeah, they're up to 63 or 60-something. Anyways, uh, they have a comic, and it's... Uh, Bongo Comics is the company. So yep. they named it named after that rabbit. The one-eared rab- rabbit. <laughs> there was a sign. You know how I love those background jokes. Which used alien language, number one. And yep. it translated as, Joyeux No X. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, is the French version of Joyeux, or well, it's Merry Xmas, but uh, it would be Joyeux Noel. Mm-hmm. In the future, because it's Xmas, it's no X. No X. That was a cute joke. Using that extinct language. So Fry buys the parrot, and then it, it escapes pretty much immediately after he buys it. <laughs> and uh, he's chasing it, and it flies up to the top of that building with the digital clock yeah. on it. And apparently the David X. Cohen and one of the animators were yeah. very, very uh, proud of that shot. Because yeah. it was just kind of like 3D. I wish I really could have nice. paid more attention to it because I heard that, but then I was like, eh, I don't feel like rewinding. Yeah, well, it was like, um, you know, a just high angle, angle of the top right? and then and then uh, like a fast dramatic yeah. tilt down to fry. Yeah, that was a pretty good shot, but I, I yeah. didn't pay too close attention to it. And it was based on a silent film by Harold Noyd. Oh, yes, apparently. that's right. I remember uh, hearing that. Yeah, and they parody Harold Noyd with Harold Zoid later on. There we go. So one thing actually that it, that this episode touches upon is, you know, the 
you know, the kind of relationship between Fry and Leela. Yeah. And how he has a crush on her. And and throughout the series, they they kind of always have those will little they, moments. They? Yeah, the will they, won't they <laughs> moments. And they have a nice moment when uh, they're saying, oh, I'm so lonely, oh, I'm so lonely. Well, at least we're lonely together. <laughs> and then they hold hands. Yeah. And I think, uh, actually, yes, they they in that scene, they do have an almost kiss. Yeah, well, it comes after that, yeah. They're yeah. running from Santa and... And they hide in a doorway, and there's a mistletoe. Yep. And yet they no all bash for kiss. his toe missile. For <laughs> Santa's toe missile. Yeah, so we meet, we meet uh, the robotic evil Santa Claus, voiced by John Goodman, as we mentioned at, mentioned at the top of the podcast. You know, it really... It, um, did you think it didn't really sound like John Goodman? Like, he well, did a really good... Yeah, it, it's, you could tell that it was John Goodman, but it was sort of like... Um, you had to think about it. Yeah, if he did you, a really if good. If you didn't good know voice. that John Goodman was in the episode, you might not recognize it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually a good thing because, as we mentioned later, when they bring back Robot Santa, uh, he John Goodman doesn't do the voice, but mm. the but John DiMaggio does, and it's pretty similar. He matches it pretty well. Yeah, but you uh, again, of course, you can tell that it isn't oh, John yeah. Goodman. But John I Goodman prefer, did a yeah, he did yeah, a great for John Goodman's take on. On Santa Claus. Mm, agree, yeah. Yeah, so a funny line happens uh, that Santa says uh, because Fry and Leela try to bribe him with cookies and milk so that they won't kill him. You dare bribe Santa? I'm going to shove coal so far up your stocking you'll be coughing up diamonds. And so did you notice uh, I wrote down a list of some of Santa's weapons? Uh, so, of course, the, the tow missile. Right, right. Which was which was a funny joke because that was when Fry and Leela were under the mistletoe. Yeah, laser Tommy gun. Uh, he had an ornament that was a grenade, a hand grenade. He had a candy cane spear that he uses at the end of the episode. Yeah, he, he used it to uh, stop the um, the chimney shield or whatever. Yeah, and I also, of course, wrote down coal because he was going to st- stuff it up their stockings. Zoidberg was the only one who got a present. Yeah, he got a pogo stick. <laughs> he got a pogo stick. That was that was just great. You're all very naughty, except for you, Doctor Zoidberg. <laughs> You've been very good. <laughs> Takes a pogo stick. Yeah, and that leads to Zoidberg saving the day directly because he mm-hmm. uh, pogo's up to the strand of lights and uh, electrocutes Santa. Mm-hmm. And then uh, basically he explodes. So uh, one of the parts in in the episode. I think it's near the end. It's when they're exchanging gifts, Xmas gifts. Oh yeah, it is. That is. It is near the end, right before they uh, Santa Claus uh, barges in. Mm-hmm. Amy. Uh, no, it starts with Zoidberg. Zoidberg buys gives, Amy a gift. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it starts with Zoidberg, who gives Amy a gift, and it's a uh, it's a set of nice little combs. They and look. Then, they look like fro picks. Yeah. And then. Amy reveals that she's donated her or sold her hair in order to buy a set of combs that look nearly identical to Hermes. And Hermes, of course, uh, removes his Santa hat and reveals that he's sold his hair so that he can buy a set of combs for Zoidberg. And Zoidberg reveals that he's got basically he's he's bought both uh, Amy and uh, Hermes's hair. Yeah. 
And he has the line. And he's wearing both of them on. Yeah, he's wearing both of them, and he uses the, his brand new combs to uh, to comb them out. Finally, I look as pretty as I feel. But uh, but that actually that scene is a parody of a famous short story called Gift of the Magi, and it's by O. Henry, which is a pen name for William Sidney Porter. Mm, that makes me hungry. <laughs> for O. Henry. Uh, so it, it's uh, about a young married couple and how they deal with the challenge of buying secret Christmas gifts for each other with very little money. And it's the same idea. Basically, uh, I, I forget what the uh, the gift is that the wife buys the husband, but the husband uh, you know, buys a nice comb for his wife, but his wife has sold her hair to buy something for the husband. And they, Irony. They did the same thing in, uh, in Sesame Street. I think it was... Uh, uh, Ernie sold his rubber oh, ducky to. Yes, uh, I remember that. To, to give like some sort of something for Bert's paperclip collection, and then Bert sold his paperclip collection to to buy something for Ernie's rubber ducky. Yeah, but it turns out that it was all Mr. Cooper or whatever yeah. gave gave Ernie his rubber ducky back and Bert his paperclip collection yeah. back because they oh, just wonderful Sesame Street Xmas. <laughs> <laughs> But for some reason, I keep bringing that up, and people are like, "I don't, I don't know what you're talking about." Nobody else watched the Sesame Street Christmas, apparently. With that, oh, have you been polling people? No, not really. But in general, when I bring it up, people have no idea. They probably don't know about that whole uh, Feliz Navidad sequence with the figure skater. You know, I heard that Sesame Street episode on a record. Oh, I bet I could dig that up. You know, I'm pretty sure I have that on VHS mm-hmm. at, at home. Big Bird gets lost because he's looking for Santa, and, they, and they're looking for Big Bird. Wow. Yeah. Well, the last, the last joke for me was when they uh, sit down to Xmas dinner and they eat the parrot that, that also was. Yeah, Leela's gift <laughs> killed. Yeah, killed. Uh, killed, killed by, by Santa. The missile, actually. Yeah. Saved Fry and Leela. Killed by the tow missile. Tube launched, optically tracked, <laughs> wireless command data link missile. <laughs> As we always do, we reveal our favorite joke and best line of the episode, which is always a surprise to each other. Of course. So, so would you like to give yours? Um, sure. Well, I guess uh, my funniest joke... We've already mentioned it, so I'll go with that at the top. It's the uh, dangerous ledge, no banana peels. Mm, that was yeah. my funniest joke. I uh, saw your eyes light up when I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess it's a uh, that joke is uh, I don't know. I I didn't find any one particular joke in the episode that really stood out. Mm. But that one was good. My favorite joke was uh, we also touched upon it already. Uh, the archaic pronunciation of Christmas and Xmas <laughs> and when they reveal that ask ask is now axe and then they have the laser axe yeah which is just funny because it's a- an actual axes. axe so maybe they call it a laser ask ask yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> maybe they switched it up maybe that yeah okay um, best line I had a couple best lines I couldn't choose so at the top of the show, they're skiing, and Bender says, Lick my frozen metal ass. <laughs> Don't get your tongue stuck to it, though. And I also had... Uh, All right, Bird. You thought you could beat me in a game of wits, but you just met your equal. Yeah, that was a good one. I like mm-hmm. that one as well. Um, so when I said uh, funniest joke, 
with the no banana peels. I guess I meant uh, best line. We haven't done this in a while, so I'm a little rusty. That's okay. But uh, so, what's your favorite joke? Favorite joke, I guess, would be um, uh, when Fry was hanging off the digital clock and the numbers, and he kept falling as the numbers changed. Yeah, uh, that was good. And that it was, was a good one. It was a toss-up between that and the whole gift of the Magi scene, but I like the digital clock better. Yeah. It was good, and it was, it was clever the way they they figured out the numbers. Yeah, it's funny that they would actually have a physical number that changed. Yeah. That's, it goes along with that uh, retro axe that has a laser. It's, it's sort of a retro oh, clock. A vintage novelty yeah. clock. And uh, so another, uh, we actually, uh, well, I asked on Twitter uh, what some of uh, our followers, their favorite part uh, from Xmas story was and uh, Twitter user at xsteelyphilx he said uh, his favorite part was when Bender starts singing Oh Xmas Tree Oh Xmas Tree Oh Xmas Tree Babu Bee Boo Bo So uh, thanks for uh, Steely Phil X for, uh, for, for sending that to us Thank you, Steely Phil, and to remind you that our Twitter is at Futurama Podcast, and you can also go on our website, futuramapedia.blogspot.com, where we will post uh, the show notes, and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes we post pictures in the show notes, so it's uh, supplemental information. Mm-hmm. And you can email us at futuramapedia at outlook.com if you have any ideas for show topics feel free to send us a note and i can pretty much speaking of show topics guarantee that we won't do another xmas episode until next xmas mm-hmm. <laughs> xmas thirty-one thirteen. Yeah. well that just about wraps up the podcast for this week yeah Mom, and month. uh and i think for uh for this year too uh i think we're not probably not going to have uh time to record a new podcast for 2012 but we might uh might put a best of together mm-hmm. our best of 13 episodes our best of 13 <laughs> uh, but we'll have something in 2013 uh we definitely want to try the bachelor chow which we mentioned a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. i re i re-listened to when we mentioned that nice my mouth watered yeah. at the chocolate chips so, and Peanut so while butter. most people are making New Year's resolutions to lose weight, we are going to eat a large batch of batter chow <laughs> and put on <laughs> 10 pounds immediately. That's pretty good. Well, enjoy your special eggnog, everyone. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And uh, we'll see you next year, assuming the War of 2012 does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Mercerell. I'm Steve Gower. Joya no X. isn't what's important. I'm so hungry. The important thing is, 
We're all together for Xmas, and even though I'm surrounded by robots and monsters and old people, I've never felt more at home. Hear, hear! Now let's all of us shut up and sing! He knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you're on the can. He'll hunt you down and blast your ass from here to Pakistan. Oh. You better not breathe. You better not move. You're better off dead, I'm telling you, dude. Santa Claus is gunning you down. Yeah! Merry Xmas, everyone! I'll be back. Back when you least expect it. Next Xmas! Ha! Ha!